The Mindset Advantage, a podcast by Arcadia Consulting, architects of change. As individuals and teams get past the initial shock of change and beyond the resilient coping phase, we look to them to build new responses, adopt new behaviors, innovate and create new value and better results. This demands a fundamental belief in a growth mindset. In this episode, Cache Prescott is joined by Matt Wersdall to explain why leaders need to promote a culture of learning, experimentation, innovation, and continuous improvement. Hello, my name is Cache Prescott, and I am a client director in the North American region of Arcadio Consulting. And I want to welcome you all today to our podcast, where we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is growth mindset. And joining me today is one of our team members uh, in the EMEA region, and his name is Matt Wardstow. Matt, how are you today? Hi, Keshe. Uh, great to be here. Thanks very much. As, as Keshe said, my name's Matt, and I work here in the EMEA region, um, and similar to, to Keshe, I have a, have a real passion for all things mindset, personal development, and, and personal growth. So it's great to be here today to have this conversation with you. Awesome. I am so looking forward to taking a deep dive into this particular topic because it's such an important area when we think about this conversation related to change and what that looks like and the whole conversation about the change curve. So first and foremost, before we even jump into the conversation, can you tell me a bit about what growth mindset is? You know, we hear it often, but what is it? Sure. Well, I'll try my best to answer that. So um, growth mindset, effectively, it's a, it was a term coined by Stanford professor Carol Dweck, and she did a, a study on various um, aspects of, of, I suppose, human life, work, um, education, sports, uh, relationships even, um, and coined this term growth mindset. Uh, when she talks about mindset, what she's effectively talking about is, is the fundamental belief that we have and demonstrate around our ability to develop and improve. And also, you know, our beliefs around other people's um, abilities to develop and improve. So obviously, you know, for example, a, a parent and their child, you know, how much do parents believe that their children can develop um, through effort and, and hard work? So with a fixed mindset, which I suppose is, is the enemy of, of growth mindset, for want of a better phrase, with a fixed mindset, we believe that our current performance is a measure of our ultimate potential. So the danger here is when we think about things like, uh, you know, exam results or past achievements, if we believe that that is kind of locked and that we can't improve, it will deter us to, to, to work and try harder to get better. Conversely, growth mindset is all about past performance or even current performance is not an indicator of future potential. And therefore, with effort, we can build talent and we can build better improvement and results. And, and typically where we see these show up um, you know, fixed mindset is, isn't really a problem in, until things go wrong. So, you know, mm. <laughs> you can have a fixed mindset and not realize it. But then, you know, at Arcadia, we talk about, I suppose, six things that, that are likely to reveal the kind of mindset you may have. So these are things like challenges, obstacles, how we view effort, how we view the development of skill, how well do we receive and give feedback, and also how do we feel about other the people when they are successful. Now, we may not be fixed mindset all the time. We may not be growth mindset all the time. But these six measures kind of give us an idea of, of where our mindset is at. And we can kind of measure often against those six factors. 
Uh, so this makes complete sense in our conversation about change, uh, because as you said, you know, those six factors, challenge is definitely a part of the change curve and obstacles uh, uh, definitely come into play um, during that conversation. So, um, you know, when we're talking to leaders, why is it such an important thing for us to really hone in on this concept of growth mindset, particularly in relation to change? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think really, you know, without having a, effectively a growth mindset is almost, you know, a strategy for change, you know, mm. in, in times when, when change takes place. You know, with a growth mindset, we can ad- adapt to that change far more easily. Uh, you know, we use tools like Win, Learn, Change. I'm sure that's something that you've, you've heard of before, where we start thinking about, you know, in any change situation, or we've got ourselves a goal. You know, what are our wins, what are our learns and what are our changes and how, and how we reflect on these things. Sure. So when it comes to change itself, I think, you know, leaders uh, need, need to kind of walk the talk in terms of, you know, are they demonstrating the growth mindset? Because that it will empower, you know, their teams to, to, to do the same. And obviously, it's very, very hard. I, mean, I guess the clue is almost in the title. It's very hard to change with a fixed mindset. <laughs> you know? uh, fixed mindset equals fixed results, I guess. So in order to grow and change, you know, that growth mindset is, is really that key that unlocks that ability. So growth mindset, you know, oftentimes when people think of it, they all, they um, sometimes, you know, confuse it with other parts of, you know, what we identify in the change curve, for instance, resilience or well-being. How is growth mindset, you know, different from or even related to those other concepts? Yeah, sure. So this is obviously, uh, this is kind of, I guess, open for academic debate. Uh, <laughs> we have a view on it, uh, and you would have seen in our in our paper, The Mindset Advantage, how we try and kind of carve it up. So in a nutshell, resilience is really about absorbing pressure in a moment um, and coping. So we're not really taught at this stage, we're kind of just getting by. We're not necessarily talking about growth and improvement. Um, you know, pandemic, I know it's a, a common use example at the moment for obvious reasons, but, you know, the early stage of, of just trying to kind of, you know, be okay, um, I suppose where that resilience comes in, it's absorbing pressure, coping with it and almost um, preserving current state Mm. able to kind of ping back you know to kind of where you were before growth mindset will help with that you know with because obviously within that there's a level of effort that is required and growth mindset as we said at the beginning is all about putting effort in to to achieve to achieve results so in order to cope especially when things are really challenging there is a level of effort that's required what's what growth mindset is about is really about is absorbing the pressure and using the challenge mm. in a better situation than you were before. So one of the things we always talk about is, you know, is feedback or, you know, the common phrase, learn, not lose. No such thing as failure. Everything is a learning experience. So, you know, when things don't go to plan, how well are we able to frame that situation in a way which is absolutely helpful for us so we can learn from it, we can improve. And, you know, again, the clue is in the title, this source of growth um, use these situations as a source of growth and a way to improve. And then finally, there's, I guess, the third element, which kind of fits within our Mindset Advantage paper, which is the thriving under pressure. And that kind of t- with mindset, it almost pumps it up a bit to another level where we actually say, you know what, we've got a strategy now to cope with challenge and cope with setbacks. Mm-hmm. So not only do we, can we deal with it, we actually now embrace it. So we actually, we seek pressure 
to make us perform better. And that's kind of the final layer. So it's kind of, we start with resilience, growth mindset, and then obviously firing under pressure is when we've got this growth mindset strategy. Now, how can we really leverage it to turn up the dials um, and, and use pressure to really accelerate us? Okay, that makes complete sense. So they're interrelated, not necessarily the same concepts, but they're related. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I have another question for you. In terms of fixed versus growth mindset, you know, how does that typically tend to show up in individuals or teams or organizations? You know, I, we do a lot of work with various clients and organizations. How are some ways you're, you see this showing up amongst the team members? Yeah, sure. So I think... It's sometimes it's, it's really obvious and sometimes it isn't. And I think it's, the obvious examples are, are easy to spot. Um, you know, if people get bad feedback or, you know, they get, not, I think even, even that on me is, is probably a bit of fixed mindset. There's no such thing as bad feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If people receive feedback, you know, how do they take that feedback? Do they see it as a, or, almost a condemnation of their, of their being mm. or see it as a opportunity to, to learn and do something with it you know so that is really fairly obvious um when it comes to organizations it, it can sometimes be more confusing because sometimes we find we, we can create fixed mindset in people without meaning to for example over praising people you know giving people the idea that they're gifted you know rewarding just the result and not recognizing the effort that goes into the result um, you know, we can overpraise people. And as we said right at the beginning of the call, fixed mindset's fine until it isn't. Um, and then, you know, somebody who believes in their mind that they're gifted or they're talented or, you know, we, which are terms we kind of don't really reject because we, sorry, we do reject because we believe that with effort and hard work, anyone can be talented. You know, we build our talent through effort. Um, talent and effort are not opposing forces. Actually, one leads to the other. But if you have a culture where people believe that they're gifted or some people have got it and some people haven't, um, for the people who believe they haven't, obviously you can understand that being very demotivating. They probably won't work hard. They probably won't realise their potential and ultimately they may leave. Um, and those, again, who believe they're gifted become very complacent. So actually, you know, in terms of organisations and cultures, it's really important that we, we recognise and praise effort um, as well as just talent. Because um, otherwise, you know, and also the other thing, sorry, just to say on that is, you know, people sometimes, because with a fixed mindset, we believe that our current performance is a measure of our ultimate potential. Mm. Times we are frightened that we reveal, so it's almost a fear of exposure. So it's not just about being scared of failing. It's just being scared of finding their limit. You know, so everyone in my, everyone in the company thinks I'm, you know, gifted and talented. Now, if I do something wrong and I look, you know, like a failure, I've shown them actually that this is all I've got. And again, so that can also, as you can imagine, be quite a, a toxic um, mindset to have with sure. a team. Um, and, it, you know, it stops people taking initiative. It stops people wanting to change. It stops people collaborating. You know, all these good things that we want to see in teams and organizations we work with, um, you know, with that fixed mindset. I suppose, contagion, uh, it, it can really have a, a negative impact on, on the culture. So when it comes to this idea of growth mindset, you know, it's something that people really need to, to some degree, have a level of self-awareness. Mm. And so if that is the case, how do we measure, you know, where we stand on this idea of growth mindset versus a fixed mindset? You know, there's the saying, uh, what gets measured 
gets managed. So how do we do that personally? You know, how do we measure where we stand in terms of that growth mindset? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think, you know, the, in answer to that, the, the first step really is before we can measure or manage it, I think there's, as you said a second ago, it's about self-awareness, isn't it? And mm-hmm. you know, recognizing that, because we've all got a fixed mindset voice. We've all got it, you know. So trying to s- deny your fixed mindset is, is almost a, a thankless task. <laughs> the challenge is to when the fixed mindset kicks in, is, is to recognize that. And, and we do a lot of work around self-talk in a dialogue. And, and the question we always ask um, people is, is your inner voice your inner coach or is it your inner critic? Mm. A dialogue, internal and external dialogue, is, is almost like a real-time pulse check of our mindset. So raising self-awareness, accepting we have a fixed mindset voice in us, we all do, and almost training it to behave itself, you know, and, and not creep in, you know, when you've been, you know, asked some, to do a, do something work you haven't done before, you know, or, or you get if you find a challenge in your personal life, recognizing when that fixed mindset comes in and, and trying to train it um, and move it towards a more growth mindset, using growth language, thinking about you know effort and with hard work and an effort we we can you know create a a, a situation where we improve and, and change things. And there are also, you know, there are tools we use. I mean, we use with our clients, we use assessments, so self-assessments where we get people to, you know, be honest with themselves and, and ask, I suppose, some fairly difficult questions. Um, you know, obviously with these things, the more honest you are, the better. Um, you know, ask them to, to self-assess, you know, in, in a situation where you, you're faced with a challenge, what, what's your response? Um, and then we, we can build a picture that way of, of where people sit on that fixed to growth spectrum. So it sounds like this is a muscle that we need to continuously build. Sure. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> so when it comes to the organization in and of itself and trying to develop a growth mindset culture, you know, what can leaders do to really develop that growth mindset within themselves and in those around them, you know, their, their team members and, you know, the people that really drive, are the driving force of the organization. How do you really set the tone for developing a growth mindset culture? Yeah, it's a great question, Kesha. I mean, it's, it's really funny because often, you know, we get asked um, as Arcade, as you, as you know, to go into organizations and, and speak to their people about mindset. And, and some of the time, you know, uh, we will have leaders who come to us uh, and say, you know, my team need growth mindset, you know, but quite often they need growth mindset as well. <laughs> so I think for the first step is, is again, as, as you mentioned earlier, was about the self-awareness piece. So, you know, noticing your own response to obstacles, challenges, noticing when does your fixed mindset come in um, and allowing that to be called out. You know, you know, this is really about walking the talk. If, if one of your team members calls you out and says, you know, I think you're showing a fixed mindset there, um, chances are you probably are. Um, so being open to that feedback, you know, in, in the spirit of what growth mindset is all about, somebody calls you out and says, I think you've shown some fixed mindset here. Take that feedback as a gift, take heed, um, do something with it. You know, so that self-awareness piece for leaders in, in the first instance uh, is really important. Obviously, you know, feedback from others, but also their own inner dialogue too. So before you can create a culture of growth mindset, you really have to master your own. Um, so, you know, you have to listen to your own inner voice, recognize when your own fixed mindset ki- kicks in, 
Um, you know, and also listen out, you know, keep your ears open. Once you've kind of self-mastery, I suppose, is step one. And then step two, really, is keep your ears and eyes open. When do you see fixed mindset behaviours amongst your team and organisations? That might be examples could include things like limiting beliefs. So people, you know, doubting their ability um, based on, you know, I'm bad at presentations. Why? Because I did a bad presentation two years ago. You know, this kind of fixed mindset, which is completely denies the, the possibility of, of being able to improve. Um, you know, excuses, blame culture, all these kind of things, I suppose, would indicate a fixed mindset culture within a team or organization. So strategy to overcome that, I think we mentioned this earlier, would be, you know, the win, learn, change culture. So this is all about a feedback culture, which is all focused on continuous improvement. So wins are great. They're good for self-belief, but actually the learns, um, when things don't go so well, they're not failures. These are opportunities to reflect learn and and grow and obviously then the changes that follow that are based on those two factors um mentioned it already really really important to um you know recognize effort uh, as well as results so obviously look we need to be serious and, and realistic obviously a lot of organizations are driven by results we get that um but it's not the be all and end all you know rewarding effort hard work um ambition mindset all of that stuff it's really really important that people, you know, remain motivated. Um, and if you're only, and if you're only praising or recognizing the kind of what people seem as top performers all the time, it can create, you know, quite a bad place for for those who are who are really really trying. And ultimately, people who could have a lot of potential, um, you know, disengage. Uh, one of the, the stories um, Carol Dweck uses in her book, uh, which I really like, um, is around the hare and the tortoise. And <laughs> you know, I think. Um, Generally in pop culture, people look at it quite fondly. Uh, but she had quite a, a scathing review of it. And uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so her take was it kind of gives the impression that hard work and effort only pays off when talented people drop the ball. So, you know, in that story, you've got the hare who's flying ahead, being, you know, complacent. He sits down for a lap and obviously the tortoise then overtakes and wins the race. Now, you know, the message she takes from that is, well, look, if the hare hadn't had us, you know, sat down and had a sleep, then the tortoise would have won. So it does, it's it, it's a, I guess it's a, an, an argument which you could look at either way. But it's interesting <laughs> to see. And I do, I do see it in there. You know, again, one of the things we've really, really got to be really clear on is not seeing, you know, ability and effort as, as two separate things. You know, we build ability and we build effort um, you know, sorry, build talent and ability uh, through effort. Um, so it's not one or other. So I think that's really important. And, and, and that, that kind of ties back into everything we said around, you no, know, not just rewarding top performers all the time and actually recognising effort and hard work as well. Uh, and I think, you know, finally, just in terms of what, what can leaders do to help create cultures of growth mindset, um, you know, celebrate the quick wins, you know, when things mm. celebrate it, call people out. Um, you know, for good behaviour and good results and, and for working hard. And hopefully all of these things together, um, you know, help create this, this culture of, of growth mindset. Well, Matt, you have certainly given our listeners a, a lot to think about in terms of this conversation about growth mindset. And of course, we could probably talk about this for hours on end. <laughs> 
but I want to thank you for your time and thank you for just your thoughts on this important topic, uh, particularly in relation to the conversations about change and what that looks like within organizations. And I also want to thank our listeners for listening in and joining us for the Mindset Advantage podcast series. And we look forward to you listening in on the next conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tasha. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to The Mindset Advantage. Follow Arcadia Consulting on social media platforms to stay updated.